Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I will be your host tonight, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and I am joined by the one and only Anthony Amato. We call him Shimato. How's it going, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Good to have you back. You know, know you've been away taking care of some family business, so that's uh, but it's good to have you back on. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, I am. Uh, I just had my third child, uh, so it's been it's been great spending time and hanging out and making sure the family has a good transition. Um, but uh, I'm back now, and uh, I've definitely missed it. And uh, I'm, I've, I was so looking forward to being back tonight. And then uh, apparently the two Tylers decided to just, you know, up and yep. not, not show up, man. What's up with that? Uh, you know, you can't trust Tylers. They're just <laughs> Anybody named birds Tyler. Birds of a feather. Yeah, you can't trust them at all. But, yeah. No, all, all honesty there, they definitely had a lot going on um, in, in their lives. So they're, they're taking a step out this week. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm back. Uh, Shimato, you're the constant here. Uh, you're yep. you're the one that holds us all together, and uh, and praise to you, sir. Praise to you. So yep. should uh, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, we're just gonna briefly we're gonna talk about Peacemaker today because uh, a new episode came out. Uh, I know we've been enjoying the series. We've been reviewing the series. Um, but before we dive into that, I just want to go ahead and, and thank all the listeners out there. We really appreciate you guys, and we really if you, want you to follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and definitely leave us a five-star review. That really goes a long way, helping our podcast out. Uh, definitely appreciate it. So with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive in here into our uh, Peacemaker Talks. And uh, this episode... This episode was quite hysterical. Um, yeah, was I honestly nuts. think this I might have laughed the hardest in this episode than I have in the previous ones. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Um, the the character of Peacemaker and John Cena is starting to develop and it's starting to in to gain a lot of momentum and yes. uh, he is proving to be quite the force and yeah. uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying everything John Cena is putting out there. Yeah, it, it's a he's putting out a very um the character is becoming very it's filling out very nicely a very good three-dimensional character yeah. um and you know especially in the suicide squad we had seen him as a very two-dimensional character you know not super likable and you know i just feel like one of the biggest things about this series in general is just, i've been just amazed by how good it is and it is the quality seems like it's higher quality than i than it deserves to be even like, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah, it yeah, just, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I think a large part of that goes to the fact that James Gunn is running the series. Yeah. Uh, he, he made his name for himself in, in the Marvel universe. And, mm-hmm. and he, he was able to that brief little riff that he had with Marvel about them uncovering a tweet from like 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, or what I'm exaggerating, obviously, but uh, the tweet was a long time ago. And uh, they fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, therefore, DC scooped him up and said, here's all the money you want in the whole entire world. Now run a franchise for us, right? And uh, they took him up on that. But then Disney obviously reeled him back in because of, uh, you know, the the, the whole entire cast and crew were not going to go on without him. So um, here he is running this franchise. And now everything is playing out, uh, I mean, through James Gunn and 
all through James Gunn, and we're seeing that with the the music choices that are in these episodes. A lot of the music choices that I've noticed, actually, uh, the scenes that they're happening in, they they honestly like they speak to the scene. Like, oh yeah, yeah entirely, easily. And so, like James Gunn is responsible for that. His his eye and ear and exactly his his plan is being executed just yeah. through that. Yeah. Um. You know, just jumping ahead a little bit, but like you bringing that up, there's a there's a song called Monster that plays yeah. just as soon as um, you know Sophie Song's character is infected, you know, um, and then it just like as, as it's playing out with that, you see this play out. So like it just fit that scene yeah, so well. It was it was a really uh, great timing uh, with that with that music choice on that scene, but. Uh, but uh, but obviously you mentioned that it was a higher quality than it really deserved. Like yeah, this this kind of is like a, a slapstick comedy type deal yeah. uh, where you're like oh yeah like it should just be funny every week should have a new joke right that yeah. type of deal. But no, this is there's a lot of layers to this man. There's a lot of layers whether it's uh, jokes being made that are absolutely inappropriate and, and oh entirely but, yeah yeah that should never be said period right. But uh, but there's also a depth that's happening. There's there's a depth to the all the characters. Yes. But Peacemaker in 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 general, like his character, they're going like next level, next level with him. And I feel like he is on his like redemption story, obviously, because I mean he did kill uh, Flag. He killed yes. Flag, and uh, he needs to be redeemed from that now because he's got his own series. But like. I feel like he didn't need a redemption story uh, initially because, like, yeah, he's a D-bag, peace, cool, he kills people. All right, yeah. done. Don't need to be redeemed for that, right? But uh, now, like, this redemption story that's happening, there's more to him than we were led on to believe. Yeah, and you're getting super invested into his growth because they're giving these little tidbits over time. Like, it isn't like, you know, four episodes, no change, and then they're just like, oh, all of a sudden, he's a brand new person. No, they're giving these little bits, these little bits. Every episode, you're just seeing, it, it's these, it, a minute or two of every episode where you're really just seeing, like, him, his growth. Yeah. And you're seeing, you know, it, it's slow over time, and it, it's more believable that way because that is... You know, how you learn is it takes time for you to learn. It takes time for you to unlearn the things that you've been taught, um, you know, especially by his father, who's, you know, a terrible person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it takes time for you to, to, to come to grips with what you have done and, you know, start to trust the people around you and should you trust the people around you. Like, everything about him, like, all these questions is like – for him are just insane right now because it's he's in this moment of he's trying to trust these people but he's almost like socially and emotionally like a child um and i don't mean that as an insult in any way i mean that literally his growth has been so stunted and by being around his father and the way that his father has taught him and the way he was told that the world works that he it's almost like he stopped growing in those areas because of his upbringing yeah you can definitely see the damage that his dad has done and this episode only like plays into it yeah because uh augie when he gets he gets out of jail this episode and uh he gets into a truck and like the first thing he says he's like like so what do you want to do boss and augie looks at his little henchman he's like something i should have done a long time ago 
kill my son. I'm like, what? Yep. Okay. Yeah, this dude sucks, right? Like, and uh, that that that's essentially his character, right? He's he's bad. He's a bad dude. Yes. Um, and the scenes that play out with him in this episode, um, p- kind of play into that, right? Like he. He definitely is a white supremacist. Um, For sure. He is the white dragon. He's putting on his costume. He's got these uh, followers that are, are going to live or die by him and follow him into this uh, quest of his. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely a bad dude. For sure. Um, but I, his his section of the episode was, was not the ones that I gravitated towards the most. Like, definitely peacemaker and where where his storyline is going yeah that's that's the one him and um gosh shoot man it's, it's wrong uh abadeo uh, yeah that, that, that's it, leota right? yeah leota mern yes leota and and, and mern like that we start this episode with yes. them because we finished the last episode where yeah. she puts on the x-ray helmet and discovers a butterfly in mern's head and then this episode starts out with him confronting her in the street in the middle of the pouring rain, which I was uh, I was under the impression coming into this episode that Mern is a part of like a, a different group of butterflies that is trying to stop this radical group of butterflies. And I was not far off. I was not far off. Yep. Mern goes into this. Let me tell you, I don't want to hurt you. And he said he tells Leota that they were content with just living here uh, peacefully. But. The Goff, Goff's butterflies, yeah. that we're referring to him as Goff now because, or a female, right? It's a female. Uh, <laughs> they went into a long conversation about how it was a female. Yeah. Female parts. And uh, that, that that conversation was pretty funny, actually. Um, but he was, under, uh, he was saying that they started hosting, or, or hosting, uh, getting into host bodies of power. Yes. So that they can make their lives more more cushy right and so he said he was content of just living his life there on earth um but then he had to infiltrate somebody who also had some semi-power in order to counteract what they were doing in the government well i thought it was really interesting that the fact that he brought it up um i don't know how much you've watched have you ever watched supergirl Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so if you remember, it, it actually reminded me a lot of the the idea of well, who the Martian Marvin um, eh, the um, Martian took over, um, and the fact that he chose this person who was like a really bad dude, and he was like he he emphasized in this that he chose someone who was he I chose the worst person imaginable. He's like I chose this murderer. Like, it, like I felt like that was a very important, like, distinction and a very p- important point that he was trying to get across, that he was not just taking over some random person, destroying some random person's yeah. life, uh, a potentially good person's life, that this person was terrible in life, and that he was then going to use this terrible person who simultaneously by taking him over was technically stopping him in his own right, but also using this person to stop something that is terrible that could happen. Yeah, and uh, Mern even goes on to say, like, yeah, he could have changed on his own. He could have done that, but I I, I needed it. I needed him to yeah. be the vessel to push me forward. So um, he, he admits that he did a bad thing, uh, and he, he – does feel for it I mean, he even says i dread waking up every morning uh for the me- living knowing that i'm gonna get these memories of this guy yeah who did all these hor- horrific things so um we do get that little behind the scenes look of like why what the butterflies do when they take over like that that whole premise was set up there because for what happens later on in the episode like there's a mass of it so yes um 
So yeah, so Mern he lays the the, the groundwork there. Peacemaker, uh, he come he comes into the fold, and they don't tell him what's going on. And yeah, they say we can't. They say we can't tell him because he won't understand. And uh, Leota, uh, <laughs> Leota and him, I was really enjoying their relationship that they were building. Yes. And when she planted the diary, I was like, man, she made a poor choice there. Yeah. Because they were really going somewhere, and I was enjoying that. Um, but she kind of, she couldn't even look him in the eyes, like that whole thing. Right. Yeah. Like, um, but she ended up, she, she did plant the, the diary and she did not, uh, tell him what was going on. So yeah. obviously that whole, it's not there yet for her. Like she's not at that point where, well, I, I feel like this, this episode was her breaking point. Yeah. Um, like, like, you know, with the conversation that she has with her wife later on and, you know, with the fact, the way that she looks at, you know, the way that she can't look at Peacemaker more correctly. And when they're, you know, later on when they watch the, the newsreel, and I feel like she finally was like, I, I, I think up until this point, she'd been riding the fence. She didn't know where she, she where she laid, where her loyalties, you know, were, you know, was she on her mother's side? Was she on her team's side? Was she on her own side? And I, and I feel like she's going to have to choose one of those sides at this uh, uh, coming up this next episode yeah uh definitely has to choose sides and i honestly feel like she's leaning towards more peacemaker i really do feel like that um amanda waller yes she has she has a presence in the universe that that has been built but i feel like she hasn't been in i don't know around as much as obviously peacemaker because the show's about him but i feel like Peacemaker has done more and shown more to us as fans to where we can get behind him and support her decision on that. Because if I feel like if she would have just chose Waller, obviously it's just because it's her mom, but I really feel like the character would be a disservice in her character if she would just choose yeah. choose her mom. Because yeah, yeah, I feel like the entirety of her, her character's growth in this, in this series has been her, um, has largely been her figuring out who her mother really is and how, how she lies. Cause I feel like a lot of, of course she didn't, she didn't really know a whole lot about what her mother did, you know, up until this, uh, up until this point. And she didn't hundred percent believe the way that people were talking about her mm-hmm. and things like that. As you could see, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't really believe, you know, yeah. uh, you, you really just get this, this sense of like, she doesn't a hundred percent understand what her mother does and the terrible things that she, well, she has people of. every episode telling her, you can't trust Waller. You can't trust yeah. Waller. Like that's, that means something. If you're, you're telling you, yeah. you, you can't trust my mom. You can't trust like that. Yeah. that, that, that it hits different. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, like every time, single time she's like, well, I mean, you know, Waller's like, she's going to like sit and, almost is like she's saying <laughs> something under her breath every time that it happens she's like well i mean she is a ball like yeah, stuff like that she's right, like has yeah. little mumbling to re- like reaffirm that. the she, team that waller actually is important well, I, well no I, I i think part of it is she's trying to reaffirm herself mm. she's trying to convince herself that her mother isn't this monster that her team is continually trying to tell her that she is yeah that, that's a good point too yeah you're right and uh so on on her end, she, there's a lot going on with Le, with Leota as far as her her back and forth with her her choices she's gonna have to make yeah. right. But uh, one of the main things uh, in the episode is Peacemaker and Vigilante. Uh, they are sitting in the trailer. Um, yeah. They're <laughs> whatever they're doing is outlandish. Like when, yeah. when they're together, 
things happen, okay? But uh, the the golf butterfly that they peacemaker captured is there and starts to make a peace sign, and so therefore they're like, oh wait a minute, you you you're you're cognizant, you can yeah. actually uh, communicate. And so the the scene where peacemaker's like knock once for yes and two for no, and yeah. then vigilante starts asking questions that don't require a yes and no. The whole it's yes or no. It, yes. What don't you get? It's yes or no. Like <laughs> that was that was an absolutely hysterical scene. Yes. And uh, vigilante is absolutely childish. And yes. I'm all on board for that. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because uh, it, it's super interesting because it's almost like to everyone else in the world, um, peacemaker is a complete and utter idiot. And then Vigilante is, like, this extra step down of, like, stupidity to where, like, what is it to, when it's them, it's, like, all of a sudden, Peacemaker is almost like a genius yeah. when, when, exactly. when Vigilante yeah. is around. Yeah, and uh, so they go back and forth a little bit, and they're talking to the butterfly, yes and no's, yes and no's. What's your favorite color? Yeah. He says, what's your favorite color? Is it, is it teal? <laughs> or, or, like, yeah. That was the first option for Vigilante, but... But Peacemaker is actually trying to get get somewhere. Yeah. However, he's doing it through alien movies or movies that involve aliens. Yes. He's like, are you here to impregnate us? Uh, no. And then Vigilante's response he's, to that is like, oh, man, like, what, you wanted to be impregnated? It's like, I just wanted to feel the joys of motherhood. Like, yeah. How old am I ever going to feel the joys of motherhood? <laughs> Dude, man. Some of his lines are just absolutely insane, yeah. but uh, but yeah, he goes through every single uh, alien reference. Are you are you here to for us to help you like ET and get home? Like all all movies that ever in, existed with aliens, yeah. He goes through those uh, those things, and then he even then says, uh, "What's some other movies to Vigilante?" And he's like naming he's naming like actual movies, like those have, those don't have aliens in it. What are you what are yeah. you talking about? He's like, "Oh, I just thought you wanted to want to watch something later." <laughs> Yeah, like because Vigilante is literally just an idiot child. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, you you mentioned Sophie Song. Uh, she ends up getting a warrant for the arrest of yeah. Peacemaker, um, and they're surrounding the trailer at this point. And uh, he he gets warned, and they climb out through the roof, and yeah. uh, Eagly gets out there with them, and uh, they raid. They don't they don't find them because they're in the trees. Yeah. But uh, this next scene here is absolutely my favorite scene of this entire episode, and it is. Them running through the woods and Eagly just, just destroying. Oh man! Oh my! Eagly is a force, man. I had no idea that I wanted to see this in my life, but an eagle straight up attacking on command. Just a not, not. It wasn't even by command. Oh man! A, like after the was, first it, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. it was just him just being bloodthirsty. It was pretty epic, and you see a side shot, like like a uh, platform video game style of yeah. them running through the woods. Right, and every bad guy that they're coming up across, uh, up against, Eagly is just like swarming on, chewing their eyes out, clawing yeah. at, just absolutely destroying. And just hearing Vigilante said, "Eagly's hardcore," yeah. was just like a hilarious yeah. line, yeah. just like oh, yeah. uh, just completely epic. And and of course, it leads like right before that scene, we get to see, um, so Vigilante falls out of the tree and. The glass jar that they have Goffin breaks. Yeah. And he goes straight for I was I was so sad when I saw that. Song, yeah. Because like I was I was really hoping it would be one of those situations where she because she seemed like she was a really good cop and was just trying to do her job. And 
I, I was hoping it would be one of those situations where she would figure out what was going on and would end up becoming an ally to Peacemaker in somehow, some way, right. somehow. Um, but unfortunately, she gets taken over by, uh, taken over by Goff, and it just, you know, she ends up becoming. It would most likely be the big bad of the series. You yeah, know? I was I was a little disappointed because um, I actually I, I enjoyed her character, her her uh, agent that she yeah. played. Um, she was kind of quirky, kind of uh, kind of a little bit playful. Um, yeah. Anytime that the uh, Augie went back and forth with her with his his racist comments, she yeah. responded back with her racist comments. So like I kind of enjoyed that. But then when once the butterfly took over her, she was more robotic more yeah you know she didn't have really have, have a personality and uh and that that's definitely gonna be a, a hit for me um with yeah. that and then and then we see that take place and then obviously it leads into eagerly destroying everybody yeah um they end up being uh they end up getting away because of uh the inside man yeah. lock i would guess his name is lock who i think up to that point we were kind of like on the, the fence about yeah fence like about what, whether he was purpose? a potentially yeah. even maybe he was another butterfly ah, yes, or not yes. um you know but uh, real quick about the, the 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 whole situation with song and yeah, the, like the fact it. about her uh, her robotic nature i felt like that was like foreshadowing and i think it was like foreshadowing in the sense of showing that she didn't have to act because of what she was planning on doing because she knew that all the people around her in this police force it didn't matter whether they suspected her or not because she was bringing reinforcements yeah that's a good point because yeah you're right she didn't she had no care uh for the things that she was saying like even like just like human like referring to them as humans yeah uh smiling as hard uh everybody like that that kind of stuff like she was like hmm i feel bad you know uh, she really did care for yeah, you. Yeah, she was fond of you. Yeah, yes, yeah fond yeah. of you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, but yeah. Back to uh, the character Locke. I think at that point, um, up and up until later on, I, you, you were kind of like on the fence. Like, is she is because you weren't really sure about what the relationship between Mern and Locke was, whether it was a butterfly blood, butterfly relationship or if it was a previous relationship. And obviously it was a previous relationship. And I, I think one of the most interesting parts about this is what you're really seeing on top of what Mern was Mern the Butterfly was saying from the earlier in the episode and talking about the person that he was before he took him over. You were seeing that reflected in Locke because you saw how brutal Locke was with the cops yeah, in the forest. That's and true. I, I think that was showing you how bad of a person that the person that Mern Mern either took over yeah, or I'm not be. really sure used actually yeah. if Mern is his current butter is his butterfly name or if that's the actual human's name. Who knows at this point like which which right, exactly. name he's actually it, using it's in all that situation. Blurred, blurred together. But yeah, you're right. He was ruthless. He was mowing down cops. And then even if you wait until after the credits, uh you see uh Locke who's like yeah. pretending to be sad and cries yes. like and he's like laughing and he's talking to the dead yeah, person. Yeah, he's talking to the dead person before they get there. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty twisted. Um, he's a, he's definitely an evil dude, but, yeah. but, but what side is he on? Like, is he doing evil things for the, for the side of good or is he just straight up just bad? Yeah. I, I think, I think really what it was, was just to show you that he's an evil dude yeah. and this is who the person that the butterfly took over and they're in, they're on the same level. Like this is how bad of a person that this person used to be. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the, uh, that's the fact the point they were trying to make as well. But, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, so they end up making it out. Um, they meet up with the rest of the gang, right? Yes. Like, and uh, uh, <laughs> the biggest thing here is that uh, we transition to Sophie and everything that she's doing. Yes. Uh, because now she's a butterfly. And uh, she goes and sends out a message on the computer yeah. to, uh, which we we now see as a backup reinforcements. Yes. All these little spaceships land in the, in this field somewhere, and then they go and infiltrate the police station. Which that was a cool scene. The her opening the door, and then all the yeah. butterflies behind her, like and the then slow motion yeah, type stuff was exactly was really cool. And that's where the song "Monsters" playing. Yes. And then they're just like infiltrating body after body after body, and. Uh, yeah. Locke goes behind the door and locks the door, and yeah. uh, he's shooting at the glass, and uh, they're breaking through, and then he gets infiltrated. Yeah. And when that happened, um, we know that Leota dropped the diary, but um, Locke picked the uh, – he got the his hands on the diary. And you thought it was all good. Yeah, you thought it was all good. It was not going to get released, and we, were, we weren't going to hear anything like that, right? Well – all the butterflies took over. They leave the station, and they have this awkward smiling moment, which, I mean, yes, it was very cringy, but, like, you kind of understood the moment. Yes. Like, yes, as a somebody from the outside looking in, watching that scene, you're like, What's go- what the heck is going on right here, right? But It was you, just a straight-up callback. Yeah, it was a callback, and you understood what was going on yeah. as if you were following along and on board and you were sold out to this universe that there is being built. Yeah. And I think it was also a way to like give it that horror vibe. Oh, you know, yeah. because you had yeah. the, the, like the very grotesque, like unnatural smiles is what right. they were. Um, especially on Locke, like Ox was, was insane. Like the, the smile that he was giving was like, well, that's a creepy dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah. a creepy he's dude. In general, a creepy dude. Yeah. He was very Joker-esque. Like type of smile that he was pulling off in that moment. Yeah. Um. But that was yeah. So it was really cool, and I, I felt like that's like, what they were showing you. Is like trying to show you like it was like a very horror type of moment, very yeah. grotesque, like unnatural smiling, uh, type of situation. Um. So yeah, and then of course we get that um, you know, the press conference that they release where yep, they're just like it. dropping. Oh, uh, this is what he believes. It is basically playing him out as being insane and in his diary and that basically making it to where he's an inner or at least a, at the very least a national um you know fugitive Threat, yeah fugitive yeah so peacemaker his diary is brought to light and uh i love vigilante is like I, I thought you'd have a diary bro like yeah and uh he's like i don't i don't have a diary and then uh they they go to the newsreel yeah. and uh, they're they're bringing up Peacemaker's diary. I, I love the first time that they bring it up to him when he walks in. They're like, "Do you have a diary?" And he's like, "No, I have a notepad and I barely write it." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah. And, and then I love like the the when he's saying that I have a no, I have a notepad I, and I barely write it. They they put the camera on Leota and just like yeah. her like kind of like squirmish and like she's like uncomfortable yeah like, because she knows what she did and and uh, so. Th- that's that's really what I'm I'm looking at right now is Leota. How does she rebound from planning the diary and lying to Peacemaker, and then debating on whether or not to be on her mom's side, Peacemaker side, or walking away altogether? Yeah. And then how does Peacemaker recover from the butterflies outing him and uh, kind of making him public enemy number one? Yeah. And then the final thing would be. What are they gonna do to stop the butterflies? Because now that's a there's a lot of people that are infected, and yeah. they're all in the police force slash inmates slash 
Like, yeah, they're all they're all over now. Yeah, um, it'll be really interesting. Well, and that's not even the only you know group that's coming after him because now his father's coming after him too oh, with his yeah. people. Because you're the yeah. yeah, white dragons coming after him too. So yep. he's, not only does he have the butterflies, but he has the white dragon crew. Um, which I'm interested to see everything that White Dragon's costume can do because I feel like if he's building the helmets for Peacemaker yeah. and they do all that crazy stuff, what the heck does his his White Dragon costume do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see the side dynamics in these last two episodes. Is it gonna be Peacemaker versus the Butterflies ver- and and versus White Dragon, or is there going to be uh, is Peacemaker going to team up with his dad to take down the butterflies? Oh um, is it going to be one of those I situations where his dad Dude. like is able to see that this threat is enormous? Like, is is you know he going to blow off one of the heads of someone and it's going to he's going to see this butterfly and be like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Like, this is this is big. Like, maybe maybe um, maybe that's why they had that one white supremacist specifically that you see come out that's a prisoner mm-hmm. um, who was infected." Maybe there's gonna be something with him where he's he that's the guy that's gonna get shot by Peacemaker for some reason, and he's gonna be like, whoa, 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 something is wrong here. Yeah, like and choose a side, or you know, even worse, I could see Augie being like, you know what, butterflies, uh, I'll I'll help you kill my son. Yeah. Like I could see that. You <laughs> I know? could see that too. Yeah, that's a good point. He's so, he's a bad dude. He'd probably do whatever he needs to to get his his way. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, um, that's, that's the gist of the episode. Um, I'm still absolutely enjoying the series. There's two episodes left. Yes. Um, I'm very interested to see where the next two episodes go because I really feel like the episode that we were in, like you mentioned off the pod, it it really does feel like this should have been the penultimate episode before the finale. So, um, lots of information was dropped in this episode and, I mean, hey, maybe DC's uh, uh, doing going a different route than Marvel, and yep. they're dropping information that should have been two episodes before, so they have time to build to a finale that makes sense rather than yep. a rushed finale of Marvel series on Disney Plus. So, yep. um, yeah, very very uh, interesting series. I will say this, okay? Um, I never skip an intro. Never. It, it pops no. up. It says yeah. skip intro. No, I absolutely enjoy every single time. I believe I mentioned it every podcast. I believe that I've done with Peacemaker. I believe I mentioned it even in my text message I sent to you guys. Like Peacemaker intro is absolutely phenomenal and I I can't get enough of it. So just so you know, two things before the last episode of the podcast that we did entering in, we played the intro before we started it. Yes. Number one. Yes. And number two, like I think it was episode three. I accidentally skipped the intro, Ooh. and then I went back and just watched yes. the intro. Like the only time you'll ever see someone actually do that. Normally, when you skip the intro, you're like, "Eh, too bad," yeah. and you just go you on with your life. That's awesome. But I, I, I legitimately, I, I was trying to like pause it for some reason, and I accidentally yeah. hit the skip intro button, and I was like, you know what? I have to go back. I have yeah. to watch it and Look go in you. and love it. <sighs> it's amazing. It's it really is. So. 
Um, any final thoughts on Peacemaker and what we're going forward? Um, I'm 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 really really loving it. Like I just yeah. I was not expecting to like this show as much as I have. Um, it, it's just been it, it's been great so hey, far. Hey, you know what? Since since T Roll and T Sweat aren't here, you and I are more the favor of DC, right? Let, let's take a moment here and talk about how DC is getting things right. Okay? Finally getting yeah. something right. So we don't have to worry about negativity of bringing us down about how Marvel this, Marvel that. You know what? Screw you, T Roll. Screw you. You sweat. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. We love you guys. We love you guys. But we are going to take a moment here to talk about a little bit of DC. So I'm enjoying the series. It's it, it brings joy to me that a DC series is actually getting it right. Okay. Yes. So uh, like there have been recent series that I've been like, okay, DC. I could see them turning things around. Like for example, Doom Patrol. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed Doom Patrol season one. Season two was kind of meh, and then uh, season three, not so much. So. Um, Doom Patrol has shown highlights of that. Yeah. Titans, hit or miss. It has some good episodes, some bad episodes. Uh, but this, I really feel like Peacemaker is bringing it full circle. Uh, I think the the doubling down on the comedy aspect is is great, but yeah. also supporting it with the violence. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like I mentioned several several pods ago that. If you're going to make a choice to be absolutely brutally violent, make the choice and stick yeah. with it. Like, don't go back and forth between this Shazam style and then this yeah. Suicide Squad style. Like, yeah. make a choice. And I think the most important thing about Peacemaker being good is that although, yes, like like Doom Patrol and Titans, things were good, but they were not as – they were not, like, directly connected to the DCEU, whereas – Peacemaker is directly yeah, from yeah. the DC. I mean, we, he we didn't even mention this, but like Peacemaker actually like. Do you know Flash? His little scene, yes. his scene, the show and tell scene. We didn't even talk about that, yeah. man. The, the show and tell scene was hilarious. Yes. Like just like his insecurity in that scene, yeah. and I, I, it was a, once again a great way to show like his insecurity, yeah. his vulnerability. Um, you know, the, the girl, kids asking him questions yes. was just amazing, and then he would he would uh, point to them and then like. Kind of like yes. bully them. them out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny, man. I just absolutely loved him going back and forth with the kids. Yes. And the question they would ask, like, have you ever met the Flash? And then he would go into, yeah, I met him. So what? Like, yeah. he's just, yeah. Same, yeah. same little, he would just go on a whole tangent about, yeah. The he, Flash. um, he, he, yeah, just like his, he wants to be in that like pantheon of, like the high end Justice League yeah. style yeah. Uh, heroes. You Have know? you ever met Wonder Woman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. but I was at a party once with her. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah, it was that was a great scene. But so yes, Peacemaker is in direct uh, direct connection with the DCEU. Yes. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like by the by the end of this year, but as of right now, yes, DCEU it's it's involved. Peacemaker's been great for DC. Uh, I'm actually excited to see where they go oh, yeah. in the future um, with DC series, DC shows. Uh, even the next couple movies are going to be interesting to see. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited as, a, as somebody who has always favored DC content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my fault that Marvel has just been on a roll lately. Yeah. Um, but my heart always is near and dear to DC. So. Uh, I just thought since uh, you and I are here, Shimada, with yes. the, the hot mics, uh, we could actually take a moment to say that and not be uh, belittled ridiculed. and ridiculed by the Tylers. So, yes. But yeah, anyway, um, anything else to add to that? 
Um, no, just like it, it really is just awesome to see this, especially, you know, seeing this and it's hopefully going to roll into uh, the Batman being a hopefully a great movie and coming out in March. I'm telling you, um, that, like <laughs> watching so, that trailer. There's no way that's a bad movie. Like uh, I, I just uh, the the momentum is looking in a positive direction, um, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, with the. You know, their last movie release was really good, too. Um, you know, um, they've really, like, they, they've hit on, I mean, they hit on the Joker. Then they, I mean, they did miss, of course, on Wonder Woman 1984. But then, you know, the, the, Suicide, the Squad. Suicide Squad was was a hit. And now Peacemaker's a hit. And it looks like, it, it looks like the Batman's going to be great. So it looks like maybe they finally started to get it right. Catch their stride. You yeah. know? Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to everything as well. So, all right. Uh, I think that both of us have uh, exhausted all of our uh, all of our comments and yep. uh, everything. So, all righty. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, definitely follow us uh, on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Go ahead and um, listen to us on all the podcatchers out there. Um, leave us a five-star review. Um, we really do appreciate that. It does go a long way. But uh, we will definitely see you next time, you peasants. <laughs> <laughs>